For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to another edition of After Hours with Defoe and Luby, Jeff DeForest, Mike Luby, Lubitz around the world on the Believe Network. And uh, before we get to Luby's fetching, he actually <laughs> uh, looked earlier this morning on the uh, video stream that we did, uh, like the warden in Shawshank uh, with a gun under his chin as the cops were coming to take him away after uh, looking at the Miami Heat's results. We'll get to that uh, here on the show, but a uh, very special guest uh, uh, talk about uh, what, what should be a very exciting project here that debuts today in theaters. No vacancy. We welcome uh, actress Sean Young to uh, After Hours. Uh, Sean, how are you? Good to have you on the program. I'm doing great. How are you doing? Well, thanks. For well, we'd be doing better if our teams weren't losing and uh, we're losing money. Uh, we got buried on the Kentucky Derby. Uh, you're from uh, Louisville. Can you settle a bet for us before you talk about no vacancy? Uh, is the mint julep the worst drink ever conceived by anybody who ever uh, consumed a cocktail? Well, the last time I had a mint julep was quite a quite a few years exactly. ago. But as I recall, they were really delicious. Oh, good for you. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I mean, uh, it's, uh, we, we have to accept that uh, since it's uh, you know the uh, drink of choice uh, in the city that you're from. Uh, tell us about No Vacancy. Uh, this sounds like a very exciting uh, show uh, that uh, you have uh, now debuting in theaters uh, around the, uh, I would imagine, around the world uh, today. So um, tell us a little bit about this uh, project. Well, it's about people who are recovering, so no mint juleps for them. And uh, it's it's, it's, it's about a, a, a Central Florida. It's, it's actually based on a true story. A Central Florida church. Uh, my, my part, I play the reporter who writes a bunch of stories uh, and manages to attract enough money to get the motel bought, and then the, the, the church buys the motel and turns it into a, a place that... Uh, Homeless and addicted people uh, can, you know, get better. And, I mean, in a nutshell, that's what it's yeah. about. Uh, Dean Kane plays the pastor, and T.C. Stallings plays the, the recovered person uh, that then helps other people. And I, I don't know. It's it's kind of fun to play a part. I, I think people are hungering for stories like this that don't involve, you know, the devil and <laughs> beating people up and, you know, pedophilia. I mean, I guess it's just a, a very homegrown type of story that's based on something that actually happened, which is the oh, actress. Yes. Sean Young, uh, No Vacancy, uh, debuts in theaters today. Uh, and and uh, you're no stranger to the uh, big screen. Uh, I, I was uh, checking some of the different things you've done. And, of course, uh, we have a, a, a you know strong interest in that 1994 offering of uh, 
Ace Ventura, being uh, guys who have been around the Miami Dolphins organization. Uh, what, what kind of actor was Marino, by the way? Uh, what, was he somebody that you could have seen doing Shakespeare if he had uh, decided to go into acting instead of uh, sports? Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I remember uh, when we were shooting the scene with all the SWAT people at the very end of the movie, the the SWAT people came and they had their little vehicle and everything. And and Dan came out and he was throwing footballs and all the guys were all happy because they was getting, you know, a football thrown to him by Dan Marino. And I went, hey, hey, Dan, throw it to me. And and, And he threw a football at me that was, Basically, so dangerous, I ducked. <laughs> yeah, yes, he, he was like that. I mean, uh, that's the mo on Dan Marino. Great guy, but uh, you know, he, he would take those kind of opportunities to fire the rock at a reporter who might have written something that uh, he wasn't particularly flattered by, and you know, and, and take the guy's head off. No, he he could throw the football. Let's just say that he could definitely throw the football. And it's interesting. He he did really well in the show. So, I mean, you know, good for Danny because, uh, yeah, there was a funny picture too. And, and Jim, Jim Carey was very fun. No vacancy is not a comedy, no. you know, but, but it's lighthearted. I mean, in the sense that everybody's work in it is, is good. And there's, um, yeah, there's some actors in there that, that really do a great job. And, and they were, some of them were local in Florida. So it's, I don't know. It's a Florida deal, and, and there, I don't know if you know Florida is kind of. We're uh, here. We know it. We know Florida. We're here. Yeah, yeah, we know hot. Florida. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a town without pity, uh, Sean. It really is uh, the South Florida area. All right, so you wouldn't cast uh, Dan Marino in uh, any upcoming edition of King Lear if uh, you were given the opportunity. Uh, uh, how, how do you? Uh, I mean, you, you stay interested and uh, stay inspired. Uh, you know, and I'm I'm looking at your credentials and. You've been in more movies than Gene Hackman and Mark Wahlberg combined. I mean, so uh, what's the secret, Sean Young, to uh, maintaining uh, this level of uh, you know professionalism, interest, and and innovation? Let me get a word in. Okay, so I saw with Mark Wahlberg. He does a great job in that. And Gene lives in I think Dallas or Santa Fe, and he doesn't work anymore. But he does he does play the piano. He's he's actually fabulous. Um, this this show, No Vacancy, is, let's just put it this way. If you're sick and tired of what Hollywood is putting out, go see this. Go to fathomevents.com, and, because it's only tonight, you know. Oh, I mean, wow. it's going to have other releases, but this is the 770 theaters it's released in uh, for tonight, yeah. So you actually have to go see it today if you want to see it. And then it, it, it's been, it, I've been told it's its actually selling out pretty quickly. So I think people want something that resonates with their actual real lives. All right. Well, it sounds great. Uh, we wish you the best of luck with it. Uh, th- thanks so much for joining us. A lot of fun having you on the show and uh, hope to talk to you again uh, sometime soon. Thanks. All right. Thanks, Thanks so much, Sean Young, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Luby, uh, the fetching can begin. Ace Ventura, <laughs> I was going to ask her about Kim Bokamper uh, also. I didn't get a chance because we had limited time it? there. Was he one of with the, Sean like, Young. was Kim Bokamper in Ace Ventura? I didn't know that. Yeah, he was in one of the most famous scenes uh, ever. I mean, uh, in terms of athletes in movies, uh, right up there with Alex Karras punching the horse out in Blazing Saddles and uh, any other 
scene involving an athlete in a movie. Mike Tyson, of course, uh, you know, uh, went when he was uh, in uh, what, what was the uh, the thing uh, with the guys in Vegas? Oh, hangover, uh, hangover, hangover, hangover. Hangover, hangover, yeah, and, and hangover movies, uh, any of these kind of cameos, because uh, he's in the shower and uh, somebody like uh, whips his, uh, you know, naked butt with a towel or something. Kim Bocamper was oh, in the wow. shower scene, the famous shower scene in uh, Ace Ventura. Oh, wow. Oh, but, uh, oh like when Jim Carrey yeah. <laughs> reared back and rocks a dude with a towel. With a towel, yeah. That was Bocamper. Oh, my God, that's great. Yeah. And Bo Camper is strapping, uh, you know, six, uh, seven, 300 pound human being uh, who was, uh, you know, a very, very, uh, you know, outstanding pro football player for many years for the Miami Dolphins. And a uh, big part of the community here uh, ended up uh, with, with uh, like a ton of restaurants. Who would have figured, right? Yeah, who knows? He's got a little bit of a gum touch to him, doesn't he? Uh, whatever he gets into, like- uh, he gets a car dealership, <laughs> they're number one. Opens a restaurant, everybody says, uh, no, nobody could open up a restaurant in that spot. It's uh, destined to fail. Sure enough, it becomes the number one, uh, you know, sports bar, and he opens up three more, including, uh, you know, on the water in spectacular locations. And all anybody talks about is, uh, yeah, you're going to boat campers to watch the game? Yep. Pretty incredible. Took over to town, man. So uh, he showed that uh, kind of potential for a celebrity by being an Ace Ventura. Anyway, uh, that, that was Sean Young. Uh, no Vacancy is the uh, name of the movie. We, today, those things crazy. are tough because you, you have so little time to, to really get, uh, yep. you know, Can't to know the person. Yep. Yeah. But, uh, you know, been in a lot of movies. She really has. I mean, uh, the movie credits of this woman are, are incredible. All, all right. Uh, we mentioned uh, that you would be fetching about the uh, Miami Heat. We want to touch on the uh, NBA playoffs uh, also uh, here on this edition of After Hours with Defoe and Luby. Jeff DeForest, Mike Luby Lupitz here on Believe. Uh, all right. So I'm still a point of finger, a big fat finger, right right in the face of Doc Rivers and saying, Doc, I mean. Yeah, what would the series be? Jesus. You personally, uh, you know, uh, people say that you ruined the Clippers and, uh, you know, you should have won more there. Uh, that, uh, you know, any organization that you've been a part of has not necessarily benefited in, in any great way by your presence. And, I mean, you would have to say that if the Sixers go out in this series, not only does it end the process once and for all, nobody should ever mention that word in association with the Sixers. But you would have to blame it all on Doc Rivers for not having Joel Embiid at whatever strength he would have been with the injured thumb available for the first couple of games of this series. And we're seeing a reasonably impaired Joel Embiid but with a goalie mask on. Yep. Right? He's wearing a mask. I mean, it's the same mask that the, uh, you know, the uh, the soldiers had when they were battling uh, Russell Crowe in a gladiator movie, right? where they had the metal mask to cover their entire face so they couldn't possibly be hurt. <laughs> it's like the lead mask in that Superman episode when the guys wore the lead mask for seven years so the statute of limitations would expire, but they somehow got confused on a date. And after wearing these lead masks and walking around like this so they were unidentifiable for six years and uh, 364 days, they took him off a day early because Superman confused them about the time and they all got arrested. <laughs> I love those. But, I mean, it's a hideous mask that, that would inhibit anybody, yeah. wouldn't it? Yes, it does. And he still has a thumb thing, and he still has a back thing, and he's still... Right. Like, he still doesn't, <laughs> uh, you know, necessarily want to engage himself at all on the defensive end, as no. you were saying, Luby, earlier this sure, morning. Yeah. And and yet he's in the ballgame, and the Heat lose two in a row, and he looked like crap in the process, the number one seed out of the East. Uh, they, they look like, uh, you know, they are being coached by that uh, characterization of Pat Riley. Yeah. That's being portrayed sure. in uh, Winning Time, right? <laughs> winning Time. Where the guy's just a schmuck with a big nose. <laughs> uh, 
Speaking of big noses, though, I mean, uh, what? Uh, do we put a red nose on Eric Spolstra? I mean, how do you how do you pinpoint the fact? I, you can only point a finger in one direction, and Doc Rivers, like Philadelphia, might have won this series if it wasn't for Doc Rivers leaving Joel Embiid in that Toronto game with four minutes to go up twenty nine. I mean, how sick is that, Louie? I mean, what still, do you think? They still may win it. I mean, that's the thing. They have all the momentum now, and Embiid found a way to get back in it to where if they win the series, Doc Rivers will be off. You know, the uh, I don't know if he's on the hot seat, but it feels like if they do lose this, uh, then he probably would have been at, without a job because what they did was totally asinine. Like the series, I understand his record giving up three one leads and this and that and whatever, but you can do math and you know you you have a star who, by the way, Jokic won the MVP and I think MB was a runner up. So you had a guy who was a top three candidate for the MVP. He already had a thumb issue. He has back issues. He's had a ton of issues his whole career, Joel Embiid. You're here. You're on the precipice of getting to the second round. And it, if not being the favorite against the Heat, it would have been very pick ish Heat versus Sixers with a healthy Joe or healthy-ish Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid, like doing what he did was totally stupid. But he got him back in game three. They won game three. Then I won game four. And it's now a 2-2 series going back. And you're running scared. You're, you're scared. I don't know what to do for- because I was very confident. I didn't care about game three. Like, I, I didn't figure the Heat were going to sweep them. The Heat have not been that team all year. They lose focus on the road. So one of the games, even without Embiid, I thought the Sixers were going to win in Philly. I did not think they'd win both, even with Embiid. So I don't know what to do. Watching the Heat, it, they looked... I know they shoot the three ball well, but I didn't think they were reliant on the three. I thought that they have a team full of guys that can get their own basket. They can get to the basket with Lowry, with Oladipo, with Hero, with Butler, even with Bam. That, okay, they're, they shoot the three, but if they're off with a three-point shot, they're not the Warriors of, like, the 2010s. Like, this is a team that can score from various ways, and they did it all year long. The three ball was off, and it felt like they're, they didn't know what to do. Like, which way do we go? Like, they they relied on it so much in game four. It felt like they shot themselves out of the game, even though they were in it. It was a five-point game with under three minutes left. But it felt like they were desperate and just kept jacking it up, and I don't understand that. That's not Miami Heat basketball. It never was. Even this year where they were, I think, the number one three-point shooting team in basketball, they didn't live and die by the three, but they did in game four, and that was a disaster. Ugliness, yeah. All right. Uh, I'm not convinced that Philadelphia comes back and wins the series, uh, but they were down 0-2 without Embiid. They're uh, 2-2 two two now with Embiid. Yep. Uh, he seems to, uh, you know, obviously he was out there for a period of time doing nothing uh, with a concussion. He uh, he couldn't count to three, and, uh, you know, with this uh, eyeball sticking out of its socket, uh, not easy to uh, shoot the ball, you would think, but uh, doing a very credible job and uh, incredible that uh, the Heat, who looked like they were on cruise control to get to the finals of the That's Eastern Conference, it. now find themselves uh, in uh, what you have to say a pivotal and must-win situation <laughs> coming up in uh, game number five. And uh, that, that's going to be tomorrow. Uh, the the uh, other series, uh, all very interesting. Jean Morant uh, out. Uh, for Memphis, uh, in all likelihood, for Game Four, at least uh, that, that's been uh, yeah, pretty much uh, the overwhelming consensus of opinion. Although uh, not declared official, I, I don't think. But uh, the record of the Memphis Grizzlies, uh, stellar, twenty and five without uh, Jean Morant in the lineup, and actually a better winning percentage than uh, when they had the guy. But it's almost impossible to conceive of because he has been uh, the um, beyond the main impetus. I mean, any chance they have. Uh, both in the Timberwolves series uh, and here against Golden State, seem to rely 
on explosive and spectacular yeah. play by uh, Jean Morant. So uh, you would have to think that Golden State holds a big edge uh, right now in that particular series. They're up 2-1. Yep. Anyway, Milwaukee up 2-1 on Boston. And uh, that, that series has been stretched out over like a year and a half. <laughs> as uh, Milwaukee, without Middleton, was supposed to uh, really uh, put up Strong little resistance. Uh, yeah. Maybe five games, six, if it was a stretch against the Celtics. Uh, and, you know, I guess it still could be six. But uh, Boston uh, lo- looking very marginal by the standard that they had set forward uh, since the All-Star break when, when they were the best team in basketball the rest of the way. and swept the uh, Brooklyn Nets, who many people thought were a uh, looming threat to maybe even win the NBA championship. That turned out to be far-fetched and uh, not uh, very sound logic. But the Celtics were playing great, and all of a sudden they find themselves in a 2-1 hole against the Milwaukee Bucks. So uh, that that series uh, also on some tenuous turf for the team that everybody in the media loved, including us, and that would be the uh, Boston Celtics. And the Phoenix Suns, surprisingly, in a dogfight now with the Dallas Mavericks, who handled them uh, fairly uh, easily in both games three and four. And uh, this was a Phoenix Suns team that was at full strength. I mean, it would be one thing if that was happening and Devin Booker was still injured, but he's been back and immersed himself uh, into uh, his typical role uh, of uh, being uh, an accomplished and high-scoring, uh, very efficient uh, offensive weapon for uh, the Phoenix Suns, and uh, yet they uh, lose by double digits uh, yesterday uh, to the Dallas Mavericks, who who now have to go back to Phoenix. And, uh, you know, you talked about old man Mo. I mean, uh, certainly you would have to say that that's on the Mavericks side right now because uh, they found some other sources of offense besides uh, Luka Doncic. So uh, interesting all the way around. And then uh, what what is the price uh, right now in the supermarkets for Crow? Because <laughs> I don't know. We've been talking about this a little soon. bit. And it's, a, <laughs> it's a local thing on our South Florida, uh, you know, uh, Defoe show. Uh, with a gentleman named Mike Mayo, who was a, a sports writer for many years for the years for the Sun Sentinel, he had a beef with the front office of the Florida Panthers, so he naturally took the position that they would lose in the first round, based on the fact that they haven't won a first round playoff series since their inaugural run yeah. in the postseason, which came in their third year in existence back in 1996, and uh, they went all the way to the Stanley Cup final that year, winning three thrillers, thrillers in Manilas in succession, in improbable fashion. And since then, they have never won a playoff series. And, uh, wow, they positioned themselves perfectly to keep that streak alive yeah. by being down 2-1 of the Capitals. So uh, it looks like we might be paying off on that dinner, which uh, seemed almost impossible. I could have accepted uh, 2-1 ahead, but uh, 2-1 behind with no. must-win happening tonight. No. That's not good because uh, down 3-1, it's not uh, inconceivable to come back in an NHL series, but uh, you would have to think your chances had been dampened severely, uh, especially since they haven't played well uh, in two of the three games. I mean, they've just been badly outclassed here by the uh, Washington Capitals. So uh, we'll see what happens with that one tonight, Louie, but uh, you might have to crack open the uh, piggy bank there. Oh, yeah, that's what it will. feels like. No, I mean, I don't it, know if you're contributing any cash or planning to. on it, but it's there. I wanted to be all in on this bet. I, I wasn't scared for a second. I the, Look, the Eastern Conference in the NHL is a war zone, so I wasn't guaranteeing that they'd win it all, and the Avalanche are freaking everything they were cracked up to be. But I thought they'd get out of the first round. I thought they'd make a deep run. Like, I thought they'd get to the conference finals, and then we'd see what happens. I did not. And the Capitals, look, I get it. They won the title four years ago, and I get it. Ovechkin's yeah. still there, and he's still playing great, which is annoying. And they have a bunch of other dudes, and they're getting really good net minding. 
I still thought the Panthers, if they played the way they play all year long, the Capitals would not be able to withstand it. I they beat them in six games. In That's five what or I six. thought. I thought five or six games. It'd be an interesting series. It's the Stanley Cup playoffs, so it's not a gimme. But they don't win in five or six. Like, that's what I felt. What we've seen from the Panthers, <laughs> like Mayo They're going to lose. They're going to lose in five or six. That's <laughs> what it looks so like. so bad. It's like, uh, yeah. how does that happen <laughs> where a team could be so dominant? Ugliness, man. I, and for this guy to be right, man, I mean, that's the most annoying thing is that this guy, <laughs> uh, Mike Mayo, who most of you would not be familiar no with, idea. but uh, nonetheless... <laughs> You know, that he's become insufferable. You know, one of those guys that's rubbing it in the whole time. You know, you've just lost all of your money on a bet uh, in a, uh, you know, nail-biting photo. Lose by a nose hair. And then, uh, you know, some schmuck comes up to you at the track and goes, Look at that! I got it! I got it! And you're like, got what, man? How about, uh, you know, I, I just break your nose instead of <laughs> having you show me those tickets and shove them in my face. Uh, so, yeah, that's what we're facing here. Uh, a, a gloating. I mean, a guy took an asinine position or so it seemed, and he, he's going to get to gloat uh, all the way till uh, we pay off this bet on a dinner, unless things turn around tonight. So this is everything. we're going to leave you with this, people, on our uh, Believe Podcast Network. Uh, no matter what, uh, <laughs> no matter what you're feeling. And uh, we know we say every day, uh, you know, the old Tug McGraw thing. But uh, in this particular circumstance, uh, for us, dying in a desperate, maybe loser leaves town situation. In the case of the Florida Panthers, people, could you get behind us and say against the Washington Capitals tonight? you got to believe. These days, we're all looking for comfort anywhere we can find it. Thank goodness for Landlubbers, Raw Bar and Grill in the plantation location because they are making sure you are as comfortable as possible. First of all, they're not only open for delivery and pickup. All you have to do is go to landlubbersbarandgrill.com for both pickup and free delivery. Their hours have changed a little bit. Monday through Thursday from 3.30 to 10 and Friday, Saturday and Sunday from 11.30 to 10. You're going to have the best wings in the world. You're going to have a great burger. You're going to have... They're amazing soups. Again, Landlubbers, Raw Bar, and Grill. It's nice and easy. Just go to landlubbersbarandgrill.com for both your pickup and free delivery. Thank goodness for Landlubbers for making you always feel right at home. Hey, folks, Tony Segreto here. Let me ask you a question. What do you look for when you go out to eat? Good food, obviously. Friendly atmosphere. Not too loud, but good energy. Reasonable prices and a place where you feel comfortable. All those ingredients, (laughs) no pun meant there, are hard to find unless you're talking about the Texas Roadhouse. You see, they encompass all of those attributes. Really, really good food, amazing atmosphere, good for a family, good for a date, or just a night out for yourself, and prices that will make you extremely happy. Their ribs unmatched, steaks hand-cut every day, everything, and I mean everything, is made on site, including their incredible bread. It's the one day, folks, that you can forget about low-carb diets. Trust me when I tell you, Texas Roadhouse, your restaurant, your destination, when you say, where should we go and eat tonight? For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.